All righty, Wolfpack Nation. It is time, y'all, as we are down to our final season, regular season preview for the 2023 NC State football season, y'all. And we have on here with us uh, a, a friend of the channel for sure. Hey, listen, you know, we, we've always said that that there's a few, like like a list, a short list, maybe about this long, of UNC fans that we like. And uh, Great Day Tar Heel, uh, otherwise known as Will, uh, is definitely one of those. Uh, it's always a pleasure uh, to, to catch up with Will. And uh, again, Will, thank you so much for coming on the show to talk about the UNC side and also to talk about why NC State's going to win this game on Saturday, you know? Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, Will, so, I mean, first and foremost for me, the biggest thing which I got to ask is uh, definitely – an interesting year to say the least for for UNC for sure, and, and, but I mean, this isn't necessarily a dig, but I, I think it's honestly just kind of a re- observation, which is it seems like it's the last few years with at least every single year with Mac Brown has kind of been the same general headlines where you know there's yep. been some hot, hot starts of really great, like like oh my gosh, like this team is top ten potential, and then there's these face buster lose losses towards the end of the season. I mean, so obviously you're already answering my question for me, but. Obviously, you know, is this a trend for Mac Brown? It's like in Charlie Brown, right when you think you're about to kick the football, it gets pulled away from you. You, know, you get six and zero. You get top ten ranking. Great analogy. I like it. You uh, it. you you fall flat in your face against Virginia. You lose to Georgia Tech, which always seems to happen. And then you know, the wheels kind of came off a little bit there. Um, yeah. You, the, you say the side. wheels or the heels? Both. Oh, um, <laughs> now the dog is trying to get the cat. Say, I got um, the dog's attention. That's a good one. Exactly. <laughs> She's ready to go. Um, but, you know, it's funny because they keep referencing, you know, we're running out of gas in the fourth quarter. Our guys are tired, blah, blah, blah. But then you don't see any substituting. So losing leads in the fourth quarter, losing steam at the end of the year, it's, you know, something's got to change eventually. You can't just keep saying we got to substitute guys and got to stay fresh and then not do anything about it. Yeah. Well, and again, I mean – Listen, I, I've always said, like, like honestly, Drake May, like, is is a guy. I mean, he actually goes to my church, actually, which is funny enough, and uh, a great guy. Like, you know, from from as a person, I don't have any issues with them. And like, even even his little, you know, you know, push at at NC State last year, saying, you know, you know, those people that go to NC State just go there because they go to UC. I'm sitting here saying, hey, I like it. Hey, you know, it, it's, it's part it, of the fun of the rival. Little fuel, little fuel. Part of the fun of the rival. That's yeah. right. That's right. So uh, I don't have no issues with it. But so I mean. I'm sitting here and saying, and I do want to ask you in terms of looking at. Well, so let me ask you this: Is Drake May the greatest quarterback to ever play UNC in your opinion? I think when you look at what you want out of a quarterback, just prototypical, you know, mark every check every list on the box. He is the size, the way to improvise, clean pocket, you know, having to escape and make a play. You know, the the flip over the head against Duke, making plays like the left hand throw against Pitt. He can do everything you'd want a quarterback to be able to do. And, you know, before him, you would have said Sam Howell was. But then you look at what they've accomplished with the best two quarterbacks, and it's not all that much that you would want with your top quarterbacks you've ever had. Yeah. No, I mean, I literally remember, uh, you know, two years ago during the offseason when UNC fans were talking about, oh, Drake Mays, you know, going to be even better than Sam Howell. And I was literally saying, like, like calling him out, be like, like, are you serious, y'all? Like, like the disrespect. Like, like, like Sam Howell, heads and tails, in my opinion, is the greatest quarterback to ever play at UNC. 
talent wise, accomplishment wise. And now you're saying this true fret, like this, this redshirt freshman guy who's only started in one game against nobody is all of a sudden going to be bare the same how like you're, you've absolutely lost your marbles. And now I'm sitting here later going, yeah, nope. Drake may is definitely better than Sam Howell. Not even, not even a discussion. Like it's not even close. And I mean, and I mean, Hey, I, and I, ha- I have to give the man props because I mean, you know, I know he, he can sit, he, he can sit there and say he didn't get much offers, during the during the off season to go somewhere else, he got offers. There's Definitely. no way he didn't get offers. So I mean, you know, for him to stick at you know his family tied school with you know his father going uh, playing there, his brother Luke May uh, playing there, the NC State you know number one enemy, enemy Luke May, uh, and to stick out and play at UNC. I mean, especially in today's day and age where loyalty is nothing but a hope and a dream. I got to give my props to him. And so, I mean, I, I'm sure, and, and that's why, honestly, to me, well, I kind of need to ask, like, it kind of breaks my heart a little bit for Drake May and the fact that the coaching staff isn't doing him justice. And let's be real, the fans aren't doing him justice. Like, right. how, like, like, if Philip, like, if Philip Rivers was playing in today's day and age, every state game would be sold out. They'd have to bring in extra bleachers just to fit all the people <laughs> that, that are asking for him. And, like, yep. like, even though, yeah, they played Virginia, how was it not sold out? Like, how I was there for that too. That was you, know, you. You can use the fall break excuse, but it shouldn't you matter. It shouldn't matter. Not with Drake May in town, man. Nope. Exactly. Top ten team at home. It just yeah. felt flat from the start. Yeah. Absolutely. And even so, then, we had a ten point lead in the fourth quarter and still lost. So. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so, do you think it's fair that the fans get blamed for that? No. I mean, does a great atmosphere help? Yeah, but it's still up with the players to execute. You know, one of the greatest statistical seasons we've had was the COVID year. I mean, with no fans yeah. in the stands. So, yep. I mean, atmosphere definitely makes a difference, but you still got to execute. For sure. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, I think, you're, I think to your point earlier, like, you just can't give up. It's the way that they're getting beat, right? They're just getting run over in the fourth quarter, it feels like. Yep. Like, you know, like, like Tech – that Georgia Tech game, I mean, they just ran rough shot over over the defense. And, uh, you know, Duke had their comeback in the fourth quarter, and then Virginia did their thing in the fourth quarter. Um, just if, what is it that, you know, you kind of mentioned the, the um, you know, the rotation. Is that is, is it a rotation thing? Is it a depth issue? Like, what do you kind of think is kind of hold their, their defense back? Because if, if you had to put an Achilles heel on the team, it's definitely it's definitely the defense. Yeah, which is weird because they started off so strong this year. Um, but if you looked at the snap counts, I don't have the exact numbers, but I'm sure the two linebackers, Eccles and Gray, are top 10, top 5 in the country because they almost Probably. never come off the field. And they had depth on the defensive line, but against Georgia Tech, they went hurry up and we couldn't sub. So the guys got tired there, especially in the fourth quarter. But, you know, they said something like, oh, they look gassed in the fourth quarter, but they only played like 10 snaps in the third quarter. So it just yeah. it didn't make sense to me, but yeah. – I know with your with your high powered offense is that kind of like almost like a downfall for the defense because you know you'll score you know you have short drives and the defense is right back on the field. Um, yeah. Do you think maybe that has anything to play into it at all? It definitely can, especially a big explosive play. You know, three plays later, they're right back out there again. And some some offenses like to possess the ball and force them to stay on the field and keep the ball yeah, away from UNC's offense. So yeah, it's okay. a good game plan. I mean, I would do it too if if you had to go against top. Six passer and top tied for first rusher in the country. Keep the well, ball away from those guys. That this week, yeah, you can oh, definitely yeah. expect that this week. The last two games we've had over forty minutes of time of possession. So, mm. 
it's got to force turnovers. We're going to do. Yeah. Exactly. And to add to your uh, your point, uh, Will, as well, uh, and Greg, about, so yeah, Kamon Rucker for UNC has eight and a half sacks this season, and Cedric Gray has four and a half. And that actually, both those two guys alone have half of the team's total sacks, uh, 13 yep. out of 26. So, uh, um, yeah, I mean, because there's definitely talks right now in terms of who is ACC Player of the Year, who's ACC Defensive Player of the Year. And uh, I, I saw a clip earlier where, um, uh, uh, Eric McLean from uh, AC Huddle was talking about between Cedric Gray, Peyton Wilson, and then the, the linebacker from Clemson of who's the greatest, who's the greatest Trotter. linebacker. Yeah, Trotter. Trotter, yeah. who's the greatest linebacker in the ACC. And uh, it, it's kind of funny. Like, of course, Eric McLean was like, ah, I think it's, you know, it's tough between Peyton Wilson and Trotter. And of course, you know, of course, us on this side were saying, no. Peyton Wilson, no doubt about it. I'm sure probably with you, Will. I mean, Cedric Gray. I mean, again, Cedric Gray, I mean, he's definitely in the conversation, no doubt about it. I, I got to show props where props are due. Um, I mean, 104 total tackles, four and a half sacks, uh, an interception, pass, four pass deflections, two forced fumbles, and and two that are recovered. There's no doubt he's – he's uh, seems to be the rock of the defense for sure. But uh, kind of give me your, your overall scout of, of the defense here first, and then we'll kind of move on over to maybe the offense during part two here. But kind of give me your overall uh, scouting r- report on the defense. On state's defense? No, 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 no. Sorry, on UNC's defense. Um, yeah. Right now, you know, you have a solid defensive line. You got Cameron Rucker on one end and Desmond Evans, who's finally coming into his own some in his senior year. Good rotation inside, guys. And you got two great linebackers. Um, secondary's been a little bit of a weakness this year. We lost a lot of the, the secondary. There's really the safeties, I'd say. Um, the corners have impressed, especially Huzzy. I mean, he got hurt in Clemson games, so hopefully we'll have him this week to maybe shadow KC. But, um, you know, Marcus Allen, he's a sophomore. He's played really well. Teon Holloway's retro freshman played really well. Um, the safeties, especially against Duke, just take bad angles. Um, sometimes they're the, the contained guy and they just get beat, just come up to set the edge and guy runs right by him. Um, we lost our, our star in the off season, which is like a nickelback, which forced Hezzy to play out of position. He was coming to be a corner and end up playing that nickel role, but he's done a good job with that. But, uh, safety has been really the biggest concern for me, at least. Before we continue, I want to take a quick second to tell you about our sponsor, Flatlands Dress-Up Insurance Group, that has our whole world covered, with agents in five offices throughout eastern North Carolina to help you decide how much coverage you need, offering policies for home and auto, recreational vehicles, commercial, crop, health, life, and employee benefits. They are able to combine options to find a comprehensive solution that works for you. Flatlands Dress-Up protects the things you love so you can spend less time wearing and more time enjoying them. Find them on Facebook and Instagram at Flatlands Dress-Up. You can also visit their webpage at www.flatlandsjessup.com. So please make sure to go and check them out. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, I mean, UNC. So right now they're giving up an average of 26 points a game, uh, which ranks. I'm thinking I'm seeing ninth in the ACC right now. Um, so not the worst, but it, again, I mean, it, I think that. Do you have to maybe look at maybe who the who who UNC's played against too? Uh, I mean. Not not too many high-powered high offenses. Well, exactly. I like like it, it's kind of funny because again, my wife is a South Carolina fan, and so you know, at the time we looked at the UNC win over South Carolina, I'd be like, man, man, UNC is really good. They just beat South Carolina. I'm sitting here saying, no, nah, South Carolina is just just they're they're rough, man. They, <laughs> they were a little hurt. Off, they, we had nine sacks line, that but, game. 
their offensive line had have have had more has more holes than cheddar cheese, man. Like you know, yeah. Swiss cheese, man. Like 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 they're they're bad. Uh, and I feel for Spencer Rattler, man. That dude's a great quarterback, and he has no protection. Uh, so uh, I guess a third and, and of again, our sacks this season came from that game. Yeah, I was just looking. Dude, at that. Yeah, wow. I know. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> stat right there, Will. Absolutely. Um, and then yeah, I mean, obviously facing Miami, which you know we've learned from there that man, they they have quarterback issues. Uh, so it, it's a. Uh, yeah, I think you kind of say that about everybody that, you know, there's there's inflation or deflation depending on who everybody's played, which almost is kind of a good thing, which I do want to ask you, Will, what, what have your thoughts been so far on the new formats where it's not Atlantic and Coastal, man? What are your thoughts? Um, and everyone thinks we all miss the, the division days. I just wish there was more cut and dry tiebreakers because you look at the situations where there could be like seven different things have to happen for two teams with the same record to you know be determined. Um, and you see what's going on with the Big 12 right now, where there's like endless possibilities how their conference could play out. Um, but yeah. it's fun. It, uh, unfortunately, you see uh, things like Louisville, where they avoided Clemson, Florida State, and UNC in the regular season. And I went to the Louisville NC State game. I wasn't really blown away by Louisville. I mean, they made a lot of mistakes. They, you know, they won what 13 to 10, but it wasn't like, oh wow, they're they're a great team. Uh, yeah. State easily could have won that game. And Plummer threw one yeah. of the ugliest interceptions I've ever seen in my life in the end zone. Like we were all just, did he throw that? that um, was a but they're they're one lost team going into the the conference championship. So, yep, yeah, that's great. Works point. out. Yeah, you can Absolutely. look back to the 2015 UNC team and say they got to avoid you know most of the top teams in the ACC that year too. So it works you know both ways, but. Yeah, we were talking about our live stream about how mm-hmm. what it takes to win a championship, and we were talking about luck, right? Some of that is, you know, yeah. you know, just how the rotation that year works out. Whether you get a team, like for every year we had Clemson, at, you know, on the schedule, but in twenty one when we had a chance to win the ACC or at least make it to the championship, we had them at home and we beat them at home. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yep. it's just about who you play, when you play them, and if you play them. That's mm-hmm. true. Absolutely. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, go ahead, Michael. I, just along that lines, like this year, if you have if you had Wake and Pitt on the schedule, you know those were, you know most most teams are going to beat them. But you right. know, go back just two years ago, and those two teams played for the ACC championship. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's we always said coastal chaos, but the whole conference has been chaotic this year. Louisville's <laughs> yeah. one loss was to Pitt, so right, yeah, yeah. But like, and then you had a team crazy. like Georgia Tech, whose overall record's not very good, but they were right in the the mix of it for mm-hmm. the you know exactly. same with Virginia Tech up until this week, they were right in the mix for. Uh, a spot in the uh, ACC championship game, even though their overall records were not good. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So and well, and and Georgia Tech's a good enough team where, like you know, like I, I'm I, if I'm telling Georgia Bulldog fans, I'm saying don't sleep on Georgia Tech now. Don't sleep nope. on. Them. They can make some they, plays. They can make some plays. Don't sleep on them. Now I'm not saying they have a good chance. Yeah, I'm not upset, them. but I'm not <laughs> picking them. But I'm saying don't sleep on them though. Don't don't right. don't think you're gonna walk over them. So. Um, this is this isn't the same Georgia Tech team that we saw, uh, you know, a couple years ago. So yeah, they play hard for their coach. Ago. They do play really hard for the coach. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, but I do got to ask though, Gene Chizik, man, is he going to be the coach, the defensive coordinator next year? <laughs> Who knows at this point? You know, Max seems real loyal to his guys. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine he would stay. Um, you know. Either. There's going there could be so many changes to the roster and coaching staff between now and preseason or spring ball. It could be a very interesting off season in Chapel Hill. Well, I yeah. think he brings you a lot of name value for sure. I mean, he I does. Mean, but, 
Yeah. Started off confident, well, got, but well, he's got a national championship, right? So I mean, that's kind of what he's hanging his hat on at this at this point, you know. Two. Yep. One yep. is a DC yeah, with Mac yeah, at Texas, and yep. one with that's Cam Newton. Point. But when yep. you look at the quarterbacks on both of his championship teams, how much did that help? Yeah, probably just yeah. a little bit. Vince yeah, Young and a Cam a, Newton. I'd like to have yeah. those guys every year. <laughs> yeah, yeah two college football Hall of Fame guys. Yeah. Yeah. No, we need to ask Jimbo Fisher that same question too, right? So, uh, he, you know, who'd have thunk? But it is kind of interesting though with Mac Brown. He's had quite a list of defensive coordinators over his years. Like I still remember even Will Muschamp being his defensive coordinator. Yep. I'm like, man, he was the coach in waiting work. behind Mac at Texas. So, you, th- you think Mac Brown will give Will Muschamp a call? Come, come to Carolina. People wanted it in the off season. I saw that name float around inside Carolina some, but that'd be that 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 would sit me back in my chair a little bit if if if, if you know see guy will Muschamp man. That, that Everyone wants chair, no Georgia's doubt. defensive coordinator, but why would you leave? I think he's a oh, coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a step back. Every I'm like every yeah, school. Let's just wants, pick yeah, the top five teams in the country and hope that their co guys would <laughs> leave. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, exactly. Uh, Those guys are leaving for head coaching positions. Exactly. 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 Um, But, yeah, no, and and I do want to kind of ask you a little bit as well, you know, my kind of thing, I know that you and I kind of talked a little bit about as well, uh, you know, one specific moment this season for UNC being the Duke game. Uh, Like, looking back at it now, I'm sitting here saying that that this, this season, as much as it's fallen off, like, Man, like imagining losing that you would have lost to Virginia, Georgia Tech, got beat Campbell, but then lost to Duke and Clemson. Man, like, like that that Duke game literally saved it. Like, and, and I, I'm saying this not even as a state fan. Like, you know, haha, suck it. I'm saying this like, holy smokes, man. Like that 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 could have took the season from ah eh, to wow. This is awful. Like yep. Drake May, and you're losing four out of five games, man. And one to a a third string. Did it last year too. Man. Lost four out of the yeah, last five. That's true. That's true. So I mean, kind of tell me, man. Like, like with with Mac Brown. I mean, and, and we'll kind of continue this here into part two, man. But there's a lot of talks of him hanging up after this season. Do you, you do see? see it? Oh, he already said. He, he already said he came back. He's he already said he's oh, well, back. Okay. Of course, they're gonna say that. That's well, yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Good point. Good point. Good point. I mean, you definitely could paint a scenario. No, 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 hold, on, no, hold on, hold on. That would be the ultimate dirty Carolina thing to lock these kids into something. <laughs> and then Matt goes. Well, deuces. I think is, is that just basketball where if a coach leaves or quits, they get 30 days? Oh, uh, no, that's. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't I remember that happened with that. Uh, no, that's West football Virginia too. basketball coach last year. After he no, it's got for football, too. Like yeah. Texas A&M guys have gone in the portal because yeah. he's fired. So. Because Jimbo got fired. Too. Yeah. Okay. I like that rule. I haven't heard that no, rule. I, I like, like that, that too. Rule. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, because that would be pretty dirty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, lock them in and yeah. say, never mind, guys. Yeah. But with coaching um, changes, you hear, do you think Dave would want to return to the Midwest and go to Michigan State as a possibility? Or, I mean, he has a good I, thing going I mean, right now. But, what, yeah. what exactly? I, it I is interesting, that. though, because the, the new, because the Carolina president is going to be taking over at Michigan State. Yeah. So he definitely yeah. you know knows – Knows of Dave Dorn. Not think, that they have a ton of it involved. I think a lot of Michigan State fans want the Kansas coach. Leopold or Lapold yeah. or whatever his name is. Yeah. 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 I'm oh, surprised yeah. he hasn't got I, taken already, honestly. But, me too. Yeah. I, he I, might for, might have already behind the scenes. Who knows? That's yeah, true. who knows? True. I for I mean, for Dave, it's like 
I, I know the one thing that's missing on his resume or his record, you know, at state is an ACC championship or at least, at least just an ACC championship appearance, much less a, a victory in that. Um, and, and he preaches that, you know, the whole one pack one goal is, you know, the, the point is to win a championship. And that's, you know, his whatever his mantra or fight fight slogan. But I don't know. I would be interesting because. Like the way this fan base is, it's a fickle fan base. I mean, it literally is a 50 50 fan base. I don't know how it is for Mac if, you know, the Carolina fans feel the same way. But, you know, it's all like great. Dave's won eight games, but who was he beat? You know, his overall ACC record is this. And like it's, it, they don't look at the positives, they look at the right. negatives. And I know that's kind of the world we live in today. It's everyone always our own biggest knock everyone down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, of course. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Well, I mean, in my, my quick case with, with, with Michigan State thing too is that, I mean, you know, Raleigh is is you know been voted repeatedly not East Lansing as, as, as one true. of the top two yeah, yeah. places to live and, and yeah. have a family in the entire country. Uh, he has a son that goes to NC State. He has a son that goes to App State. Um, you know, he has a son in, that goes to Car- uh, Cardinal Gibbons. That's getting recruited. So I mean, his whole family is here, um, and uh, so I, I just don't see. And He's got exactly. good ties to the community too. Well, right. And again, yeah. he's fifty-one. He's about to turn fifty-two years old. He's said for a long time that when he turns fifty-five, he's going to retire and go, you know, open a, a, bat, a, a bait and, and tackle shop, you know, and all that. So, I, I honestly, I honestly wouldn't see, wouldn't be surprised if in the next couple of years, if he wins an AC title, that he rides off into the sunset. And I, I, I hey, if he brings the AC championship. Good for him, right? First ballot Hall of Famer. Build, build the statue. statue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave exactly. Doran Stadium. And thank you for <laughs> Have a good one. Like, you know, yep. appreciate you. So, again, if you want to tune in for part two, y'all, where we're going to talk about what it's going to take for us to win this game on Saturday, what, at least in Willow's opinion, it's going to take for UNC to win the game, and then our game predictions. Make sure you tune in for part two, y'all. And we'll see y'all then. Go back, y'all.